Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Ha! This is the unique from Embree Creations with your awesome host, this guy. This guy. This guy. In this podcast, alternative lifestyles are given a voice. And now. And now. The man behind the brand. All right. All right. Hey, what's man, up, man? What's up? How you it's doing? All good. It's all good, man. Good to see you, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been. Since yeah. high school. <laughs> good old late trove days. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um... This is my place. All right, cool. Um, can I get you some coffee if you want? Something to drink, something like that. Please, it's been a long morning. I could use some coffee. Yeah, man. Always. <laughs> That's the nectar of the gods. Everybody needs it. <laughs> you go, brother. If you want some of that, cinnamon. I got almond milk cool. and shit like that. Kind of Damn, okay. That. I got all my stuff. Yeah, it's strong. <laughs> Damn, okay. Um, yeah, put some hair in your chest. <laughs> Wake you up. It's like rocket fuel. <laughs> so, um, where do you want to do this at? Probably downstairs, man. I got all my shit down here. So. Alright. I got so much shit down here. I got a bunch of music. All my little toys and shit. Alright. Got the keyboard. Lap guitar. Oh, yeah, man. Shit. Jeez. Every day. <laughs> Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother. Ha! This is the unique from Embree Creations with your awesome host, this guy. This guy. This guy. In this podcast, alternative lifestyles are given a voice. And now. And now. The man behind the brand. So, Lucas, you got a lot going on right now. You're a yeah. musician, a comedian. A trainer, you got you're like a triple threat. So like yeah, like uh, I play in a band, I do solo gigs, and then I also play at my church, Hempfield Church of Christ in Greensburg. Yeah, my job, I'm a trainer at Nate Fitness in Latrobe, so I don't do any like online training, like I don't use the apps or anything like that. I just deal with clients like face to face on a daily basis. And the comedy, I'm just kind of like an up and coming open micer. You know, somebody somebody says like, hey, is Luke funny? I just be like, I'm working on it. You know, I'm never. I'm never sure of myself, but I'm never down on myself either. Like, it's always a yet. Right. Like, I got multiple instruments. I'm really good at piano. I might get that with bass, but I'm not there yet. You know, you just got to keep that hope. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you got to yeah, keep yeah. hope, cause, uh, you know. But, yeah, I do that. I, I bow hunt. You know, bow hunt. I bow hunt, too. What's that? Uh, just archery. Just, like, oh, okay. shoot targets in the backyard. I go... Do some yoga. I like exercising on my own. Okay, every, wow. Every once in a while, you know, during the week, I'll go to like a hot yoga class on like a Saturday morning if I'm off. I enjoy cooking, but not mm. for more than like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got no attention span with net like movies either. I'm the same way. Like I can't sit and watch something. I'll st- I'll be one of those people that like start something yeah. and then leaves a the room in like 15 minutes. And you're stuck there like, like why am I watching this? You know, why? <laughs> like he just left. Now I'm stuck. Now I'm in the Ex Humana, you know, or Ex Machina. You ever see that movie, Ex Machina? I don't even know what that is. What's that about? This dude builds like an AI chick who's like kind of hot, but she's got like a robot body. But he keeps her in this house and he starts studying her and she eventually figures out how to trick the security system in the house and the bitch takes over. Yeah, uh, dude. That's a, it's a good movie. I recommend it for sure. I mean, like Avatar. I really don't have like a big movie list. Like I like Avatar. It's like one of my favorite ones. For the most part, I kind of just watch stand-up. Not yeah. for 
taking jokes, but for just getting ideas, kind of. Like, I'll sit there with a notebook mm-hmm. and watch stand-up and just get the idea of, like, premises they're talking about. I'll figure out a way I can put, like, my own spin on whatever it is, religion, relationships, stuff like that. Like, I used to be into Netflix for a while, but that was because college was boring. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like... And uh, your friend now. could afford it. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's like, I have so much to do, like you. Like, there's so much to do. Like, you can't even sit down and watch something. Like, even there's a lot of good things going on on uh-huh. Netflix right now. Like, the movie Captain Underpants, that came out. Yeah, you my cousins that? were getting up and about. I got two cousins. One's, like, eight and 12. Yeah. And they were getting, like, real excited about that movie. Yeah. I read and the that- books when I was in school, but... Yeah, I like um, now you have the now they have their own TV show on Netflix, the original TV show. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that, like their books no. are banned from the libraries too? No. Yeah, it's Damn. because like um, they're vulgar. Because of like Doctor <laughs> oh, TV pants, you know, it teaches yeah. little kids to talk inappropriately. I guess. Right. So they took them away. They just need to make a separate section, like when you go to the family video and they got that adult part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right next to the bathrooms and the water fountain, you can go. <laughs> find yourself like a you know a friday afternoon yeah yeah or like you know you find yourself like a nice you know adult movie in there <laughs> but they should just uh, have like a part of that in the library for like kids to go to actually i got a funny story for that actually <laughs> like um so i was at family video and there's this old lady looking for the bathroom and she was like where's the bathroom and well she didn't know that there wasn't a bathroom mm. but she went in the back and she thought it was oh and it was actually the adults oh and, jesus and she went inside she was like oh, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> she's probably happy it's probably the best thing she saw she lives at home with an old dude you know like it was probably like one of the better times you know seeing seeing that shit but um oh. So how about we start with a joke? You got a joke or yeah, like uh, my brother went hunting on his wife's birthday yesterday. I think he was looking for a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. I grew out my fingernails so I could play guitar, but now my girlfriend won't let me finger. <laughs> <laughs> Too many sharp edges. <laughs> <laughs> um, she must not get the point. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Part of that's kind of true. That's what's sad. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a couple of that, like a couple one-liners like that. You know, mm-hmm. Canadians are just Americans unarmed. <laughs> like stuff like that. My my grandfather's in the gambling. I think he's trying to buy himself a casket. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Uh, I think I got one, actually. Um, let me see. Um uh i'm usually the random person that talks about random shit but like here's a story one um so i think every once in a while i think you shouldn't appreciate things because there's a good reason when i was young there was like this one time when my parents had this event and she was so excited and she was like <laughs> she was like all right uh back in the day uh, it was just me and lamont and uh me and my boy lamont we were like so pumped up because we thought it was gonna be something cool and we were like imagine what it was gonna be when and then mm-hmm. like um when we got there we were in fourth grade and all we saw were these like five and six year olds and i was like what the hell is this and she took us to like this veggie tales event and we were like fourth grade <laughs> and then we saw these little boys and, and girls and we were like all oh, practically almost in like junior high in my mind now that i'm looking back we yeah. thought it was stupid because that make that's basically making us looking like little pedophiles in training. Yeah. 
Dude, Disneyland's where they all go for vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spot. <laughs> uh, Do you know that like pedophiles you hear now, like pedophiles are trying to go behind the LGBTQ thing because it's considered to them like free love. I don't think that's fucking no. Like that's just that's not free love. That's love on little boys. Like that's just little boys and girls. I mean, I understand if you get if you're into like girls on girls, guys on guys, but kids. I got no yeah. sympathy for people that like kids. Like I always, I grew up. I like Mister Rogers, but it's not like he ever came to my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I like. Like, you know, I don't, I got no sympathy for those people. It's weird. I mean, a lot of people, and people on the LGBTQ side are like, some are for it, some are against it, because we live in the society now where everybody's opinion matters. So it's like, you need to consider their emotions and how, you know. But to me, I'm just like, that, you're almost, I don't know if people are using that for the right reason. Like, are they, is it really free love? Are they just doing that so they can touch kids? Yeah, Basically, are they masking their intentions? I just don't think that's a good idea. I don't think there can be any good out of that. Yeah, right. And then you got to add another letter. Yeah. So, LG, whatever, put a P in there for pedophile. <laughs> like, you know? Oh. So many letters. Yeah. Just looks like Braille. Like, I don't even know how to look. I don't even know how to, like, decipher it. Like, when somebody, that whole community. It seems like it's gotten bigger as I've mm-hmm. gotten older. So, yeah, dude. It's, it's, uh, that's just, I heard that yesterday. I was at my aunt's house and we were having, like, pool party. Somehow that got brought up. Mm-hmm. My family, they talk raw, man. They don't. They don't hold back mm-hmm. on anything. You gotta have thick skin. You gotta be able to take a joke. Right. You know, nobody can take a joke. There's some jokes I can't, like, I can't do. Like, it's really hard to make some things funny. You know, I kind of had this one bit that I don't know if I'm gonna do on Wednesday, but I might. But somebody, it's about one of my friends' grandfather had Parkinson's, and somebody asked me, he goes, Can you make a joke about Parkinson's? I went, shaking my hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. But yeah, like that's when, you know, if something's 100% wrong mm-hmm. and it's funny, can you still say it? It's like one of those things. Like there's some, there's like when yeah. I write jokes, part of me is like, that's wrong. But part of me like, it's funny. I don't know. So you have to draw that. There's a certain line and it changes like from Westmoreland, PA. If you're doing it like at Spills Tavern, then if you go to Pittsburgh, they might not be as lenient with some things, you mm-hmm. know, with right. some material you do. Like religion around yeah. here. Yeah. Exactly. Ooh, you can have a group of guys waiting at your car after if you even like you know joke about Catholicism or any like you know that's what that's what keeps people going to work. You know, you talk shit on that. It's like that's all they got. You know, they'll they'll easily just turn on you. you Yeah. In race, it's like in Pittsburgh, it's race, especially. Like first time I tried doing a joke about race and it just the room got I could feel the energy Quiet. getting sucked. I saw two people walk out the back. Like it was just one of those things. Like oh shit, this is bomb. <laughs> this is going down. Like this is all like people were not happy. But you learn that from going and just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Going mm-hmm. out and doing spots. Like the way I started doing comedy, I started doing comedy like last October. And the way I would do it. During the week, I would draw up all my material, you know, little jokes about whatever, living at home, gay dudes, you know, stuff like <laughs> that, um, sexuality. Um, yeah. So I would go every Monday night to Pleasure Bar, Ham Bones, and Smiling Moose in Pittsburgh. And they would all be like five-minute spots. Mm-hmm. I would do the same material for all those spots, mm-hmm. and I record all my sets. And the way home, driving from Pittsburgh, I'd start playing, like at that Monroeville exit, you know, going out of Pittsburgh, I would start playing all my sets. And... Uh, you know, I'd just be like my own heckler. I'd be like, oh, dude, 
activity. Stuttered here. Right. Sounds like shit here. Too many ums there. Yeah. You know, since October, I've gotten a lot of good, but I've also gotten a lot of bad. But I've gotten way more bad than good. And the and writing that all down and considering all that bad has helped really make like those 20 seconds you get out 15 minutes really kind of solid well yeah like, it can work for most that you're like your go-to's you get yeah staples. that's right because people are afraid to make mistake they think that everything has to be perfect all the time but you're not going to know no. what the heck is wrong no. if you don't make a mistake you know? right you have to mess up in order to know what to work at yeah. yeah and i've done it so many times you yeah. know go there and i think someone's gonna hit hit the punchline fucking crickets yeah nothing yeah. and you just write it down and you move on. You just write right. it down. That didn't work. All right, I'm going to add this part. I'm going to cut this short. Why did I mention this? I didn't need to mention that. With music, it's different because I've been doing it for a lot longer. So mm-hmm. I'm a lot more confident doing it You know, by, my, by myself. I don't really need to record. Because usually I have somebody, like if I do open mics, they're usually live stream. Like the host will live stream them. And with the band, now I'm in a band that's starting to get established. I wouldn't say we're the whole way there. But we're starting to get established. Now I'm in a band. I don't. The only thing I need to listen to is all of us together. I don't need to listen to just myself anymore. Because I did, you know, I did a solo gig with a keyboard about two months ago at the cabin in Hunker. It's like right after you get through Youngwood. I did three hours there on keys. It's hard. Me on keys for three hours. It's really hard because you have to have so much sound around your voice just playing keys. Yeah, you have to think about. All right, I'm about to go in this verse. I gotta have a walking left hand bass line. I gotta have three chord, three a triad, you know, a chord in the right hand, all at the same time, and then the lyrics. You know, there's been times I hit into a good part of the song, and I just totally blank on the lyrics. Yeah, because I'm thinking too much about the technique. Yeah, when you think too much on the song, or even when you're trying to play an instrument and say the lyrics at the same time, which is a lot, by the way. It's a lot of thinking. Yeah. That's where you mess up. And yeah. you got to just flood, let go. Just flow with it. The day of an event or a gig, I don't look at anything. Mm. I assume that all my preparation has gotten me to where I need to be. And I don't, I was bring what I got. Here it goes. I got what I got. And I'm the best when I'm like that because I'm not thinking. Right. I'm out of my head. I've assumed that I've done what I can, you know, like this thing going on on Wednesday, the comedy open mic at Spiels. I've had this ran down top to bottom since last Friday right. and every day I go over what I'm going to do for you know I loop it I do, I do it and I do it again and I do it again mm-hmm. and you know at this point now I'm just kind of waiting for the time for it to be 8 o'clock on Wednesday you know yeah, I'm pretty tight with what I got I'm my own judge on that if you let other people's opinion get into your thing you know you start people request stuff from you that's when you you don't get any progress because you're just going based on other people's what they want to see, what they want to hear, yeah. rather than you you work on what you what you want to hear and what you want to do on stage. That's all that matters, you know. I, I've had people where I've done gigs like, do you do requests? I say I'm just doing my songs. When I just do my songs, I don't have to consider that person as much. I have right. to consider other people's perspective as much. Right. I'm doing my things. I know they're good. Like I know I practice them, and that's a good thing because a lot of people yeah. worry about what other people think and other people's opinions when. When you do that, kind of holds you back. Just worry about do you. Just worry about what you yeah. think. Don't care about anyone else. You want to do your own songs and do your own songs. Who cares? I mean, requests are yeah. good because that means they're interested. But just because doesn't mean you have to always please them. I mean, it's, I know it's, yeah. you have to please the audience, but you don't have to be a slave to them. Right. And because you you're not original, them. then yeah, you have exactly. to be. You lose your originality if you yeah. if you bend to what people want to hear and see. 
Right. But there's a balance there too. So yeah. you can't be too original because if you're too original, nobody's going to, there's no really thing to drive the group in. Like if I do a set, yeah. I'll start off with like something everybody knows, like, hey, like George on my mind, like a Ray Charles song or something like that. Then I'll do my originals because they have caught the interest. They're in it. Now they're more willing to listen to stuff they've never heard before. Because if you just start with stuff that no one's ever heard before, they just, they're not, they're not you don't have as big of a, a big as a, a big of a following, whatever you want to call it. Like just not nobody's really looking at you. You're hearing it, but you go, I don't recognize the lyrics. I don't. You gotta have something to just like a signal flare. Just shoot it. Right. All right, everybody, come on in. <laughs> you know, bring them in, and then yeah, that's yeah. how you get. That's how, and then that's yeah. how you work. That's how you work your originality into. Yeah, right, right, right. Your own right. stuff. Because I see a lot. And somebody of taught me that from just going to open mics. Like my yeah. guitar guy Ben, he just. I see a lot of musicians doing that though. Like. They do all these covers. Then once they put that in, they get to people know their voice, and then they do their originals. Yeah, like oh my gosh, this guy, this guy's pretty good. He yeah, has some really good original songs. All because they followed you because they thought you were good with covers. You know, two years ago yeah. I thought covers was the only thing to do. No, nobody. I, I when somebody, if you asked me two years ago, how valuable I thought original music was, mm-hmm. say nothing. Doesn't mean anything to me. But now. I'm slowly trying to make our band get away from covers. And me and Ben, you know, we write our original songs and we already, like our set list has, you know, five of our original songs. And eventually I want like 80% of that to be original songs and just slowly pulling out the covers, just taking out Dirty Laundry, you know, taking out stuff that we've just done over and over. Right. Because then at that point when it's 80% original, it's like, oh man, we can use the covers to get people in, but now we can use, we have so much material to kind of, throw our own vibe out there to get people to know what's going on. Right. We're not like this. We're not like that. We're our own thing. Our bass, we have the oldest bass player in the world. His name is Dan Davis. Dude's almost 70. Oh. He's a really good dude, though. Yeah. Um, the guitar guy, his name's Ben. He's 24. We're a band called Orso. That's the name of the band, Orso, it seems. So it's me. I do keys and the steel guitar. Ben does the guitar for the most part. I also play guitar just because... I like to switch up. Like we'll we'll rotate. Me and the bass like the bass player also plays guitar. Yeah. And Ben can play some stuff on keyboard. So if we're in a gig, we'll kinda rotate just to mess with people. Start on one instrument and then move to the next one. Like that originality thing like I was talking about. Yeah. You know, some singers do backflips, some people change instruments. <laughs> you just got you gotta have something. Yeah. You gotta have something. But yeah, and then the drummer, he's you know, in his thirties, got a wife and kid and stuff like that. But yeah. we're all we all kind of just came together at the right place in the right time. Like the right people came around late December last year. And right. I met Ben in October at an open mic. And his group was already established at the church, the bass player, the drummer and stuff. I was just an open micer that knew that knew Ben. And he introduced me to the other guys. Mm-hmm. We kept playing more and more just all the time. You know, every mm-hmm. open mic, you're going to be there tonight? Cool, I'm going to be there tonight with the guys. Mm-hmm. We would do... You know, you play for free for a long time. Yeah. You don't play for money. Like, it takes a while. Yeah. For the most part, you're just going to open mics and tightening it down and right. practicing. But this year is the first year I'm ever getting paid to play. Right. So that's different. That's a lot different. You yeah. take it more seriously than when you go, hey, maybe me a couple open mics this week, and that's a plan. But when you have a two hours to fill and you want to, put your own originality and even in between it's not even the songs you do it's the in between the songs you know building up that time building up comfort you guys make jokes with each other 
you get more comfortable being around each other. Um, it makes it makes the whole thing better than there's a couple guys that met at an open mic. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple strangers. You don't seem like stra- like these guys that are, I play with now don't seem like strangers to me anymore. But in the beginning, they were. Yeah, but now you're like a family. So. Yeah, and I don't got like I said, I don't got friends. I have people that I'm acquainted with. Yeah, I have my clients I train. I have my band that I'm playing with, and I have my family. That's it. I don't have anybody that I'm going out to. Eat. I don't got people I can call and just go out to eat with. I go watch Monday Night Football <laughs> with. Yeah. I wouldn't even do that shit anyway. It's just yeah. not something I'm into. I'd rather be the party than be at the party. So it's one yeah. of those things. Plus, you're like busy, so it's hard. Like I'm happy that way, though. I'm not happy when I'm sitting. I will give myself like treat, but my treats are different than your treats. Like your treats might be a Reese's cup. <laughs> mine might be going to yoga. Yeah, yeah. Or mine might be, you know, just uh, going for a walk or something like that. And that's what keeps me going with everything. Like restorative sleep exercise eating the right things that keeps my mood good that keeps my productivity good that's the basis for everything because eventually your health is going to become a priority over whatever finances relationships because you need it to yeah to go places you yeah. need to be, this needs to be working if you right. begin your car yeah, yeah. go take care of your business and it's so sad that people don't attack it until it's right on top of them like the like my family is it's and even my clients like there's some clients that just aren't having didn't address their health early on in life a lot of people are just hoping it stays good you know hoping it works out that's just such a sad way to look at yeah. your body like i hope if this works out i'm gonna be retired if this works out yeah. you're just guessing i don't like guessing yeah you like knowing yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. some things i accept i don't know like when i die yeah <laughs> um, i don't know what's gonna happen there i might show up and he's like oh you did a lot of bad shit you know, I know. <laughs> like i don't know there's some things I accept I don't know. Things I can control, what goes inside me, how much, you know, how much I'm exposed to carcinogens, stuff like that. I accept responsibility for those things. But those three things, the sleep, the food, the exercise, and also the relations, like the relations with family, the relations with people. Because for the longest time, I was just kind of, you know, after high school and college, I was kind of doing my own thing, mm-hmm. going to school. I, w- I wasn't in any frats. I just played sports. I was in clubs and stuff. Now I'm out of school and I have my first paid job out of school, the relationships with my family. Because you're surrounding yourself with people that want the better for you. Yeah. When you do that, it gives you like another engine, dude, to do stuff. When you're just by, if you're by yourself and killing it, you know, that's great. But if you also got three people that are like, hey, man, I want you to work on this or I want you to do this. Like, I love what you're doing. It gives you more motivation than you'll get some by yourself, but some days you're you know you're just not feeling it. Yeah. Some days you need like a pick me up, and those relationships with, like I said, with the people I work with and the people yeah. I'm around, that helps a lot. Like if I was to give anybody advice, it would be get some people that tell you the truth and want the best for you, because you're gonna make excuses. Yeah. If you don't have friends to shoot out like shoot shoot those bitches out of the sky, you're just gonna keep making them, and nobody's gonna. Yeah. You need people to keep you in check. Yeah. So like you need people to like check you a little bit. Just, mm-hmm. you know, hey, my yeah. dad does that with money, with me. My band does that with practicing. Yeah. Clients do it. You know, I see somebody working hard. Like when I see a client, I'm working out with them. And they're really yeah. pushing. Them. I want to go. I just want to have a killer workout because yeah. I'm just like, these guys are doing great. You know, it motivates me because I see other people were just good to keep surround, keep that surrounding, keep that environment, keep that environment going. Because I think people like I'm. I'm tempted 
every day by things. And when you have too much free time, you get bored. And that's where a lot of people get a lot of trouble because yeah. they don't know what else to do. Yeah. There's nothing for them to do. That's why it's The really world will find something for you. Yeah. It might not be good for you, but it will yeah. bring something up for you if you're not filling that space with good people and good you know, good relationships. And that's, check it in. Yeah. You know, you have to maintain them too. So even in that free time, there's always something to do. You can always maintain. You can always check in. I call people just to call them. Like I'll call Chris Volp sometimes. He hosts the Open Mic at Spiels. He helps get me some work. He lets me play. He has a band called Crawdad Joe. Mm -hmm. and he'll let me come in and fill in between their sets and stuff, their gigs and stuff like that. And he's helped, got me in touch with the agent and stuff like that. He's a good dude, but I don't always call him for work. Sometimes right. I just call him and go, how's Grace? Grace's wife. Ask him, how's that going? How's, uh, he has animals. You know, he has chickens and ducks. Like, how's the, how's the house? How's, how's your land? Like stuff like yeah. that. Like just ask him, how's your, you know, how's it going outside of and some people just don't expect that. Some people expect you to always call them for, I hate being, I don't want to be known as that guy that just calls like a whore, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be like a whore to people. I want to yeah, yeah. let people know that. You care. Yeah, yeah, that I care. And I want to maintain whatever I got going on with it, you. Yeah, like a lot of people, they don't even want to surround themselves around people like that. They just want to surround with anybody they can get. And it's good to have people that, it's yeah, look at Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever I can get. Tinder is a signal flare for dick. Just who wants it? That's all it is. Uh, yeah, it's good to have people that... I mean, it's, you don't have to have people that think like you. You know, it's good, but think positive. Because if you have everyone that thinks like you, yeah. you're not going to be diverse. No, right? I'm surrounded by bar people, dude. They're the most unhealthiest people in the world. Yeah. They're up all night eating chicken wings at 1 a.m., <laughs> taking Adderall, watching sports and... You know, just waste, you know, hurting their bodies, yeah. staying up, messing up their circadian rhythm, not getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with any of that because I'm a trainer. I, I I agree that there's you have to take care of your temple. And I'm surrounded by people that don't. That doesn't mean I'm going to separate myself from them. Right. There's a commonality with the music, with the with other stuff, too. Yeah. And and for the first couple of years, when I first started going out and playing music, nobody trusted me because there's a thing when you don't drink around people that drink. They don't know what you're doing. They think, okay, what's up with this guy? Having water? Is he, no, a you know, is he undercover? You know. Yeah, is he a cop? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But after years of just kept coming, kept coming, mm -hmm. kept talking more, they're like, okay, that's Luke. That's right. just how he is. You got you get past that gang to no period with people, and they're fine with you. But you have to endure that kind of embarrassment in the beginning yeah. and vulnerability and well yeah because people are afraid to be judged you know and yeah you know but you got to get past it because that's just the world you know yeah just be yourself don't care what they think and then after a while they might if they might or may not they will accept you or not accept you but whatever just be you yeah you know some people are afraid to just be themselves so like you doing what you're doing like a lot of people might down it there's nothing wrong with doing something that you love i don't know why we're always taught to like go to school go to college uh, get a job, get married, have babies, uh, and die. But what about the in-between of living, you know? Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't have fun. Wouldn't it be cool to, like, have a job where it'll feel like it's recess? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I remember, like, when you were, we, when we were kids, like, it's it was cool, like, to just have fun to have to be a kid. Like, you want to do something that makes you feel like you're playing, not like, not like you're just doing what you hated to do going home, which was homework. Yeah. You know? But that's... Chores that's or whatever. <laughs> But this is the thing with people. They think, once I get this, once I do this, I'll be happy. But then you find out it doesn't make you happy. It's a spectrum all the time. It's yeah. an ongoing spectrum no matter how long you live. You might 
get the car, but then you're going to want two cars. You might yeah. get the nice house, but then you want a better relationship. You know, you get one thing. It doesn't mean there's no set level of happiness, but we all think there is. So while we're trying to get to it, it's this, yeah. um, we're all reaching for this unbelievable yeah. thing. Cause yeah, right. life's hard. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be happy all the time. Yeah. Like everyone's always trying to find <laughs> that one thing that makes them happy, which yeah. you might, but like at some point you're going to be unhappy again. You just got to realize that the idealized life yeah. is not like look at the people that have all the money in the world they're not happy either because yeah. they don't have that everyone's trying that to Anthony Bourdain thing. guy killed yeah. himself yeah yeah. yeah. in the world had that show yeah great show yeah um, or the lead singer Lincoln parts unknown Park. like you know like that guy was like on top and like Robin Williams happened? yeah exactly the, bunch the of funniest money. guy in the world somebody tried to tell me that the government whacked him <laughs> well, my clients tried to tell me. I got this one client who's totally into conspiracy theories. Yeah. And she just tells me about, you know, they killed Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse. Yeah, they fucked up Robin Williams, too. You know, they, and I just, I love listening to, I, and like, it's one of those <laughs> things, like, I'm glad you're here and working out, but I'm, you, I'm not jumping on team conspiracy right now. I'm just, yeah. but I still listen to her and still take her, uh, I just take her for what she is. It's just yeah. like <laughs> other people's perspectives too sometimes. It's yeah. Hilarious. I wanted to go on. I'm like, how'd they do it? <laughs> how'd they do it? Let me know. Did they go in through the window? Did they put a Cosby pill in his drink? What the fuck? What happened? <laughs> oh my God. Dude. Yeah. I just, I just find it interesting learning, listening to all these conspiracy theories. Like, uh, like for instance, like, how was it that how were the Egyptians able to make those pyramids? You know what I'm saying? A lot Jeez. of people are saying like it's aliens or, <laughs> or gods. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because what else could you say? Yeah. Unless they had advanced technology that we don't know about. Exactly. Like there was this one Some person, alien. um there was this one person that did that said like, okay, so they put the land in a in a box and like they flooded it with water and they 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 mm-hmm. got all the blocks of water and stacked them all one by one, Ugh. top to bottom, Ugh. not bottom to top. Jesus, <laughs> I was like, that makes no sense. That doesn't. Yeah, you lost me at flooding. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have no idea how they did it. I really don't. Yeah. It's fun to speculate though. Yeah. Like that word conspiracy is gone, so it's just fun to say now. Yeah. I think people are saying it now more often just because it gets attention real quick and it's fun to say that people are going to listen to them. Yeah, because a lot of people like to know things that they don't know. So, like, there's people nuts or not. And they think they're educating you. They think yeah. they're giving you this new perspective. I don't know who killed Kurt Cobain. I'm not <laughs> searching. But you might give me an idea and you're trying to get me into it. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, yeah. I'm not going to resist it. You're just yeah. being you. Yeah, and plus, <laughs> just, <laughs> just being a human. <laughs> but it also teaches you to like look at uh, the world differently. Like, really, really, it makes you th- think more deeply. But it also makes you think differently after that conversation. After that, you might you might be like, "What the hell was he talking about?" Who else did the government kill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <but laughs> Like, how did the... Like, I remember there's a conspiracy theory, like, the whole, if Obama was president until 2017, this would all happen. When, ha- when half of the stuff they said didn't even freaking happen. That job's a silly job. Yeah. Being, being the, the president. president. <laughs> uh, but what Trump's doing right now, like... Do you support Trump? I don't have TV, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in the neutral. I just don't... It's not my thing to get into. That's I see... Uh, I walk past it, and yeah. I, I see it, and I go, wow. Yeah. What that's going. I wonder what's going on there. But I don't get into it. It's yeah. just I know, because I know how my mind works. If somebody said Luke's mind and politics, it sounds like somebody else's idea. Right. The way my head works, I would not want to get into it. 
But I think honestly, people get too into politics. I mean, you should get into it. It helps you control what's going on in your environment and whatnot. You know what's coming, yeah. Yeah, but like either I way, <laughs> the president is not going to be perfect. Like every no. president make their mistake, and people think that they picked this one perfect person who won the popularity contest. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's everything's going to be okay. No, not everything's going to be okay because it's part of being human. We're all going to make mistakes, even right? If, even if it's how much freedom do you have going in there? You probably have to keep going where the last guy left off. I would imagine. Yeah, pretty much. You can't go full tilt every four years. Yeah. Scrap it all. Yeah. Starting fresh. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> this stuff's been around for fifty years or whatever. You know, there might have been yeah. things. There might have been things already in place. Just a silly job. Yeah, that's why I couldn't do it because, like, when Obama when he started, he'd be looking good, and when he came, yeah. he looked like he looked like like, damn, what the hell happened? Right? You know, like it, it's a lot. It's stressful. It's a stressful job. Yeah, because you have the whole world. Well, nobody's like, ever calling you, going, "Oh, we got the cat out of the tree. Little Billy's okay." They're saying stuff <laughs> like, "No, we lost uh, six hundred on that invasion." Oh my god! We're gonna tell the families tomorrow. They're never getting good news. Nah, and they're never getting praised for what they do. Nah, it all causes like wrinkles. It's like being a cop. Yeah, but that like, job's silly too. I mean, I'll I'll i hate the cops, but it's just I I noticed this. Why is it that the police always come at the last at the like last minute? Like, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> they're eating donuts. <laughs> like they hear a freaking radio. All right, I'll get through out there. Probably because they just know it's gonna be stressful. Yeah, they know, like, man. I don't know. I'm gonna walk up on somebody that might have a gun. They might not. Yeah. Whew. Every day might be your last. Yeah. As a cop. Yeah, but like you know, I give them support for that because it takes a lot of guts to be, take that job. Like any of these jobs that causes a lot of stress, it takes a lot of guts for one person to take that responsibility. So I give yeah, like, I give them I give them full support. Then that can also be a problem because people can pull the trigger at different points. Yeah, you might think it's dangerous at a certain point with somebody, and I might not. Right. And maybe I and. Maybe you pull the trigger and I don't. That's so subjective. No, there's no stand. Like not everybody has the same level of feeling intimidated and feeling in trouble. Some right. people it's real quick. Right. Some people they get close to too close to an elevator. Mm-hmm. They get claustrophobic and stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Or um, somebody you might think is approaching you that might be armed. You know, or or might be t- coming to you talking with inflection. And you might get scared and you just think i gotta save myself here the point of wanting to save yourself is different for everybody so it's great that they you know we have people that do the work yeah but there's some people doing the work that probably shouldn't just based on psychological stuff their upbringing how their perception all that subjective all that subjective stuff i couldn't do it yeah i couldn't do it either i wouldn't save anybody (laughs) (laughs) i wouldn't get anything done Like, even being a doctor, like, uh, you, have, you have so much... Anything that deals with feeling like I have someone's life in my hands, I couldn't freaking do. Doctors can see so much shit, too, and just yeah. not think anything about it. You know, you can come in with a, with a gunshot wound, and doctor, okay, all right, we're going we're gonna to stitch you up, we're going to get that out. And somebody <laughs> else would be like, why are you bleeding? Like, <laughs> they can just deal with so much stuff. Like, I they probably see so horrible stuff. They just get used to it. Yeah. I can only imagine what happens when they come back home and, like... I couldn't even imagine talking to anyone after seeing all that. That's uh-uh. just too much stress. Like even being a counselor, like if you're married, like you're hearing everyone else's problems. Just like when you get home, you you you're probably so emotionally drained that you don't even want to talk to anyone. Yeah, you just start doing drugs. <laughs> start smoking weed. <laughs> you need something to calm you <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> oh my god. 
That's so sad. But hey, everybody's got something. Yeah. <laughs> Even like doing the makeup for like dead people, like at the makeup. Oh, body. yeah. You know, what, that's what a that? weird one. Yeah. What's that? I had an had a ex. Autopsies? Yeah, I had an ex that wanted to do that. Oh. Like, Whatever, do you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was a long time ago. But hey, everyone has their own thing. I just couldn't do that because you're just looking at a dead body and it smells like. You, who, who knows what it smells like? I don't know what rotten flesh smells like. <laughs> if I did, I probably would change the way I think of people. <laughs> yeah, because you think everyone's going to look like that. Just walking around like a bag of chemicals filled in. I'm just smelling, just <laughs> waiting, to, waiting to blow up. <laughs> like, I can handle when somebody rips, but yeah, you know, if I knew what else they could do, I'd probably be you know, yeah, a little hesitant. You have to have an interesting mind to be able to do something like that. Yeah. When I was in school, I went to school for uh, athletic training. We had this one kid during my clinicals snapped his tibia. Uh, it was a compound fracture, which mm-hmm. means it uh, just breaks through the skin. So we went out there in the field, and the kid was lying on his back and stuff. And I was just holding his leg, you know, with uh, with my hands, mm-hmm. just to keep the you know keep the bones from separating too far apart. At least to just till they could splint it. But um. Yeah, like some people in that position probably wouldn't be able to handle being around that. Yeah, it's just a different level of you feel comfort after doing something for a little bit, like especially with seeing injuries, seeing how people get hurt, and then controlling yourself underneath all that pressure. Yeah. Because people are going to be screaming in pain yeah. while you're trying to get an ambulance together, while mm-hmm. you're trying to help people out. Yeah, it takes it takes certain individual uh, to do that and the only way you find out is if you just put yourself in that situation there's no yeah. other way you can read a book yeah you can read books about that stuff you might even trauma. find out you like it you know yeah but you, until you try people want to judge it i'm just saying i couldn't do it yeah or like thinking yeah. about doing something that deals with having someone's life in my hand because that would make me feel guilty and then what if they died and i'm like yeah you have to live with that you get all these primal instincts yeah that mm-hmm. you don't get from like scrolling on facebook yeah <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, like, even the social media, like, that's, like, killing it. Isn't it great? Like, it's, it's like... great. <laughs> Love it. All like, my friends are in my pocket. <laughs> it's a house party. <laughs> Walking around with a house party. <laughs> Never alone. <laughs> well, yeah, like, you have a thousand friends on Facebook in, in, in your pockets, but then when you need that one friend, none of them want to answer. You know, that's funny how the world works. Like, it's hard. It's like we're living in a world now that, like, back then, we, we would just make friends by just talking to someone and say, hey, hey, hey. Now it's like, swipe, talk, yep. hi. Then you want to talk, swipe right. Yep. Oh, I got a like. <laughs> yep. Yay, no conversations. Swipe. Yeah. Or, like, there's no face-to-face anymore. That's why people, they talk like, like, I saw this one couple, they were on a date. Kid you not, they were on their phone just texting on it while eating dinner. They didn't, they and they, they even talked or I knew, this, I, I knew some people I know some people that even talked to each other in their home by just messaging each other on the on the computers that's just that's, that's just weird yeah you're there but you're not there yeah like I said everybody's spaced out I've worked with clients for like 45 minute sessions they're with me but they're not with me they're still yeah. stuck on whatever comp or somebody trolled them on Facebook yeah somebody said some stuff on Twitter they're still yeah in their heads and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on with that phone dynamic. That's a whole other identity thing. Because you might react one way in person, but react another way online yeah. to something. You ever meet somebody who's just cool, and then you see a post about you know the Second Amendment on Facebook? You go, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you felt that strongly about yeah. this topic or that. You don't get that from one-on-one. 
Yeah. Unless you really get through that, like, getting to know you kind of phase. Right. And you get used to, you're like, oh, okay, I know what this person's into. I know what right. they're gonna talk about, what they feel strongly about, what they dislike. But superficial, man, like, you don't know anybody. You know, all yeah. the small talk in the, in the beginning. It's good, but yeah. there's so much more after that. And I've learned that from just being around musicians, being around clients and stuff like that, what they like, what they dislike. It's really helped me, though. It's really helped me understand that there's more than just the superficial kind of conversation stuff, getting to know people. I talk all day. Some days I don't want to talk, man. Some days I come home and I'm just, I'm done, you know. I'm very, you can tell when I'm not, I, I have features, like facial features. It's just, you can tell with me. I'm, there's some points where I've just had enough. I thought about this in the shower the other day. If everybody just posted a time when they weren't going to be on any kind of media or anything like that, untouchable. Yeah. You imagine how many people would start freaking out. Yeah. I need to call you at 8 o'clock. We had this plan. <laughs> but for me, I do that almost every night. Like after a certain time, everything's off. Because I have that ritual to get myself to sleep. Untouched, I have rituals yeah. in the morning. I have night. I have morning rituals. I have night rituals. The morning rituals get me into the pro producing stuff and making new music and maintaining those relationships. And then the, the nighttime rituals help just get me asleep, just get me out, get me out of my head. But you need to like, you need to do that. You, I think people, I think more people need to do that. I think it would help out yeah. a lot. Some people stay up and they go, Oh, I can't sleep. Well, you've never just trained to turn. There's a, there's a way you can really not think before you go to sleep. You just have to find out what's the right combination. For me, it's, I have an acupressure mat upstairs. Hemingway is the brand. It's these little needles, but you lay on it. And it's just like, you know, light kind of pinpoint mm -hmm. feeling sensation. And I put some essential oils in the diffuser. Got this book I'm reading by Jordan Peterson. It's called 12 Rules of Life. Wow. Um, and I read chapter of that after I do the acupressure and the thing. It just, it snaps me into sleep mode. My body goes, oh, it recognizes this. It's like when you go, you just do a task over and over again. Your body gets you know, used to it, you know, mm -hmm. you know, this is coming, so this is going to come next. And if you do it right. for a while, you just build these habits, you build these like pathways in your head, get you just where you want to be a lot quicker, a lot easier, but you have to do it. You can't just take a night. Like that's what's hard sometimes playing music out late. Sometimes I don't go back till two, three in the morning. I get three steps in the basement and I hit the floor. I don't have got time to do any of the practice. I don't got time to maintain, but yeah. there are day there's at least one or two days in the week where I just take care of um of me yeah just yeah. me just know you know the phone's off i'm walking outside yeah um it's it's you gotta do that you got because if you just get so sucked in you can get so down the wormhole with social media and yes yeah, and, and trying to produce and always trying to just you know because you always could be better yeah you always have that voice that says you can do better it's good to notice that but not let it control you have an effect on how you make decisions right but, you know, keep stuff in check, though, definitely. Yeah. I recommend that. And just get those people around you that are going to help with that, too. Because sometimes you don't have control. <laughs> like, there's a certain point in the day where I know, okay, I'm not going to be able to get a workout in. I'm not going to be able to practice music. You know, maybe it's my sister-in-law's birthday. I got to be there. I got to be there. I can't just show up there and go, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and uh, work on some jokes. You know, I got to be in that moment with those people. So that's why preparing is so mm -hmm. important. So you can get those check, 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 get that done. That way, when you're there, you're there. You're not there and spaced out thinking yeah. about 
what you didn't finish, what you didn't get done. Cause that, that irks me, man. When I'm doing something, like if I'm at work today, like I start usually one o'clock. If I get to work and I'm stuck there for eight hours thinking about what I didn't get done between 4.30 and 12.30, it irks me. It just gets me, it gets me for some reason. I'm the most happy when all my boxes are checked and I'm just kind of, you know, not thinking about, thinking about that, you know? It's, it's, it's a, it's a, I got down to a system now though. Like there's right. certain things I do every morning. They're just like with the music, you know, get that done in the morning, early morning. The comedy and stuff comes in the, I write my jokes in the afternoon or if I'm walking in the afternoon and then, you know, throughout the day it's work. Cause when I'm with a client and I'm training somebody, I can't be thinking of other stuff. Like this person has come to me because they want my full attention and they want me to help them get to that place where they want to be physically. So if I'm there and I'm, you know, just saying, hey, do three sets of 10, this exercise. I'm not looking like I care. I'm not doing that person anything. They could just go find somebody else. So when I'm with my clients, I'm with them, you know? Yeah. I push them. Some people need push. They come to get pushed because they don't get pushed at work. Right. Their kids drive them nuts, feel good. They need yeah. somebody just to real Smack quick. Them. Yeah. yeah. Just get them back in it, yeah. you know? Love doing that. <laughs> I'm like everyone's hype man. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I just go, hey, all right, here comes, the, here comes the, uh, the thunder from down under, you know, here we go. <laughs> I just introduce people yeah, yeah. into this new way of living yeah. that everybody wants to get to. It's great. It's so much fun. Because yeah, when I went to school, like my, my goal in life was to just help people. I didn't know if it was going to be like Peace Corps, yeah. being a cop, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. It just turned out to be healthcare and helping people physically you know mm -hmm. stuff like that and it, it's still like i feel like today i'm really doing what i wanted to do yeah Not a lot of people can say that nobody can really say that i have like my parents they go to jobs every morning they dread everybody resents their job a little bit i don't call the shots either i mean i do have a boss but for the most part when i'm working with people i have complete autonomy usually unless it's like you know a big group mm -hmm. or something like that but one-on-ones stuff like that i love it like i'll walk around at work and it points during my work day, I just go, love my job. Mm -hmm. And the clients smile when they hear me say that. You know, little stuff. It's the little things. Just those little things people really enjoy. I, I, I love training people. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they go into a gym and they see these machines and they don't know what to do. Yeah. Or they don't know how to even begin, you know. Right. I was the same way with comedy, too. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what jokes were funny, what stuff to talk about. It's so nice to have a mentor. Mentor. Yeah. I pronounced that right. Yeah. <laughs> It's so nice to have a mentor because you have somebody there to just at least get you some guidance. For me, I know how to learn things. I've taught myself. I know what system I need to, what processes I need to do to learn something, whether it's guitar, bass, mm -hmm. comedy and stuff. I just need somebody to give me the basics. I had somebody give me the basics. Yes, last week I, was, I had that bass guitar. I went, Joe Niedzikowski, he plays bass down at Spiels Tavern. Great dude, great guy, helps a lot of young musicians. I went to his house. He invited me over to his house one day. And it was really nice. He just gave me the basics on the bass. And I said, thank you. You know, he gave me some stuff to keep it up, keep the cleaning on it nice, some, some nice uh, microfiber towels to kind of, you know. He gave me stuff that I would not find on YouTube. So you, yeah. need, you need people like that, you know. It's very helpful. I wouldn't say it's, I mean, you, could, you can teach yourself. I wouldn't say you need it. I probably shouldn't say that. You can teach yourself a lot of stuff just by YouTube. It will help, you know. But it would, it would help even more if you had somebody... Yeah, that's why people go to college too sometimes because like 
they don't feel like they can do it online themselves, you know, but they feel like that person being there can motivate them to want to do it more. Some yeah. people need that person or someone or something. Just to get that momentum going. Just yeah. to get a little bit of speed. Like when yeah. you came in and started, I showed you a little bit of bass. Playing Creep by Radiohead by, you know, 10 minutes in. You think about playing bass now? Yeah, I do. <laughs> a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I never thought about, I never thought about playing bass. I, I used to play the guitar when I was young. Yeah. Uh, but now I see why... The bass, like, I can actually touch the freaking things, whereas the guitar is, like, so hard because I have these big-ass It's hands. a very light touch with the bass because yeah. the strings are so thick. A lot of people think you need to tap down on them. You really yeah, don't need nah. to tap down on them, pull nah. those strings that hard. Mm-mm. It's nice. You know, you can just almost tap your finger on the string, like, on the top. You really don't need to pluck. It's nice. But, yeah, I started playing that when I was, you know, I started playing guitar when I was 16. The bass I just picked up recently because Austin Clark, you remember that kid? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sold it to me. He gave me it for, you know, I gave him 200 bucks, 200, oh, wow. 250. Those things go online for like almost 400. Wow. And um, I just saw it and I said, all right, man, yeah, that'd be fine. I'll I'll take it. I'll play it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's great now because uh, it's a lot of it's, when you learn the keys, when you learn the piano, you get to know where G's at for most instruments. The only thing it doesn't help you transfer is the technique. You know, it gives you the software for the instrument. It doesn't give you the hardware you know, be the physical motions of the guitar, the thing, having the right hand placement and using the right fingers. But at least it lets you, it lets you see the board. Mm-hmm. You can see the board because you've, because on piano, you know, you really have, you really get the whole spectrum. But to learn that technique and the, the hand and using the right muscles, that's, that's something you need to practice separately away from the music itself. So, right. but I would say anybody who's just starting out, get, Get the piano down because the piano would just help you with that notation, reading scales, all yeah, that stuff. That's true. It would give you the it would give you the sound. You'll know where the sound where the, where you want to go mm-hmm. on the instrument. You just have to teach yourself how to get there after mm-hmm. you know where it's at. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's very like you know the left hand bass on a piano is very transferable to a, a bass on just a bass guitar. But you still have to figure out how am I going to hit it, you know. You can get so, you can make that thing sound so many different ways just by moving where you're where you're plugging. You, you just learn. You learn so much just by sitting down and playing with it, you know. You don't need YouTube all the time. Sometimes you just need to sit down, play with it, you know. Just yeah. see what see what you can make with it, you know. The YouTube's nice when you really want to be like, okay, I want to have my scales down by this this part of the year. I want to know my scales and stuff like that. You know, people used to teach themselves instruments before the internet. That's true. Yeah, That's true. you need That's the true. internet all the time to learn something. Yeah, with originals, I don't do that. I don't, I don't go online when I'm writing my own music or anything. I keep all my devices away from my instruments while I'm making my own music. If I get stuck on something, I'll find another chord, <laughs> find another sound. I'll change yeah. the verse. You know, yeah, it doesn't always have to be somebody. Somebody else showed me. I can think of it myself. Uh, it just takes me a little bit. It takes longer, and nobody likes that. People want stuff quick. Like food's quick, yeah. dating's quick now. Yeah. Everything's real quick. Yeah, right. The progression of life has become a lot quicker. So no one appreciates like time, like appreciates the time that they want to just go in the future. And, yeah. You know, Instant no gratification. Yeah. No one yeah. wants to appreciate the little things or like just the moment. They just want to go in the future now, now, now. Exactly. And that's why people are afraid to like do opportunities because they think it's not going to happen to them fast enough or it's not going to be the right thing. Sometimes you just got to freaking do it. Accepting patience and mistakes is very hard for people. Exactly. Those two things are really hard. But, you know? but no one wants to do that. They just want to be like, 
no, I want to stay in my little bubble and I want to be safe. Yeah. And I'm um, gonna get somebody else to do this for me. Yeah, I can't fix exactly. my car. I'm gonna take it to the store. Yeah, if you learn to just do it yourself, you'd be. There's surprised. a manual in that. There's a manual in that car for a reason. <laughs> it's not just the you know show show keeping your glove box. Just take up room yeah. next to the Wendy's napkins. You know. Yeah. No one wants to pick up a book or read it. They just want to. Just be, oh, that's just that thing that's clicking that that's holding my uh, books of uh, paper. books are great. Books have helped me with comedy in a way because they give you more vocabulary yeah. to work with. Because you get in tendencies to talk the same way yeah. or use the same adjectives use the same noun stuff like that reading right. really gives you like a, a bigger tool yeah well, how do you think eminem gets uh, all his tools. lyrics like he's he read all yeah. his life and he he does all these words that no one ever uses like it's yeah amazing he can do it all from reading a book yeah and he came from a time period where we didn't have all this stuff now he came from a period where like he you had to read for what you want you know yeah build your vocabulary and that's what we're missing now i mean Nothing. I mean, you can use your device to use a Kindle. You can still read off of a Kindle, you know. Yeah, but then you got that thing with the eyes at night. You know, it's messing up your sleep rhythm. You know, if you're if you're, it's interfering your melatonin production at night. If you're, mm-hmm. you know, looking at those screens and stuff like that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Your body thinks it's daylight. Oh. So it doesn't produce the sleep hormone oh, that wow. you need to go to sleep. So it tricks your like your natural rhythm of your body. So wow. that's why, like at night, I I have these UV glare is the brand. They make the the UV light. They right. block the they block the light from coming in and doing that. So at night, if I really need to look at a screen, I'll put those on and and do that and stuff. And I've honestly noticed a sleep difference than from sitting, you know, on a Kindle or watching a little bit of TV before bed, as opposed to just sticking with like the phone after eight o'clock with the glasses and then slowly getting just into a book. A low light in the room like mm-hmm. not a real heavy light not a real bright light just stuff like that you need to make your environment the way you want it so that it helps you know get because doing the stuff is great but you also need to have your surrounding kind of match your goals right what you're doing same thing with people like we talked about same thing goes just not people but yeah man it's been fun i've been doing a lot of stuff just with the music with the band and uh we got i got an open host an open mic for comedy at spiels uh this wednesday so tomorrow it's the first time it's ever been done there. The bar owner there, Dan, he's a great dude. Uh, he knows I do, I do comedy and I've been working on it. I just approached him. I figured the worst thing he can say is no. I said, hey, yeah. can I host an open mic here? I'd really like to get a new event. Like something right. different. Because yeah. everybody in Westmoreland, PA loves Coors Light, Tom Petty, and the blues. Like We like certain things in this area. Right. Comedy is not around here, really. That is true, yeah. It's, there's no open mics for comedy, but there's tons for music. Yeah. You know? But if comedy got started here, it'd be a lot easier because you're not... Yeah. The venues, there's way more venues, I think, to do with comedy than there is with music because with music, you're in a relationship with five other guys. Everybody's yeah. got to get there in time. More people need paid. If you're just doing comedy, you just put that in your suitcase and you get out. Yeah, you know? true. Yeah. And you have a mic. So uh, that's, uh, that's going down. And it's the first one I'm hosting. So I'm yeah. really excited about it. I have a uh, Matt Wayno's coming. Remember Matt Wayno? Matt Wayno from high school. Um, nah, he sounds familiar though. He was friends with uh, Nick Grews. Him and him and Matt always ran around school together. Nah, I don't remember. No, it sounds familiar. But uh, I talked to him. I got him kicking the can on it probably two months ago, and he's doing he's doing five minutes tomorrow night. Cool. You know. Yeah. So I got people coming to sign up. They're gonna come, and uh, we'll see what happens. You mm-hmm. know, I'm excited about it. I know what I'm going to do. I got my bits. I got my stuff I'm going to say. And then um, the next gig 
coming up after that will be September 19th at Spiel's at the 7.30. That's with my band, or so it seems. Check out my Facebook page, or Ben Jammins. We always post stuff where we're going to be. And then after that, it's kind of hit and miss till November. Mm-hmm. The Friday after Thanksgiving, I'm doing uh, Point Street Tavern in Salzburg. Same guys, or so it seems. Our band will be there at 7 to 9. Two hours, two-hour spot there. It'll be good, and uh, we'll see what happens in between. If the, if the comedy picks up at Spiel's, it might be every other Wednesday. You know, I feel like I'm, you know, things are about to kick off. You know, I'm on a, That's good, I'm yeah. on a rocket pad, yeah. kind of waiting to see where this thing's going to go. Yeah. The comedy, everything's coming together at the right time, and it's going forward. So... That's how it is in life. Like, yeah. you just gotta do trial and error. You never know that one moment, like, lead to a bigger opportunity and you just keep on going and going. And yeah, going and I'm not a five year plan guy. I'm more of a just two months at the most. That's at the most. Most Sometimes I don't even have two months planned out. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I have. Even if you do plan out five years, it doesn't even turn out exactly how you plan. You it know? just sounds you can't nice. Really, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to have a five year plan. Yeah, it's, good. <laughs> it's good to have that, though, so you can know what to at least do, but or not just out of 10. Like for instance, you think that you're you're with someone and you think it's gonna you're, you're planning out all these years. Who knows you're gonna be with that one hmm. person? Or you're like you're going to college for this one thing and who knows you might not even want to do that. You I just canceled an appointment with a I had a financial advisor appointment with this guy last Tuesday. I called him up the night before. I said, "Hey man, I don't have really a lot of career goals right now. I don't have a ton of objectives, but I'm working. I'm working on what I like to do. I'm having fun. So when the time comes." I will get my stuff together, but right now, I'm just having fun with it. You know, I'm not looking for that five-year plan. If somebody said right now, "Hey, Luke, we're gonna sit down. We're gonna sign you the ten-year contract. We'll make sure you get seventy-five thousand a year." Wouldn't do it. I don't. I don't want that commitment right now. There's a time. It will come. Just not right now. That's all. And a lot of people get down down for that because that's they, not a bad thing. Yeah, though. it's not a bad thing at all. Like, it's a lot not a bad get thing. Down because you're not making that much money. I'm right not now. hopping around six month temp jobs out yeah. one year temp jobs. That's okay. Maybe yeah. I'll change my mind in three years. Like Maybe a lot I'll of be people ready. think like right out of college they have to have that job because they feel like that's what they're told to do. They never want to do what they want to do. Like what about okay? I'm gonna take a break of all this. I want to live my life. I want to travel. I want to go on a road trip. I'm gonna. Yeah. I want to enjoy nature. They don't want to do. It. They just want to do what they're told. Especially parents. Like a lot of parents these days are straight. Like why are you still here? Which I understand. Like. You don't want a thirty-year-old man and you're living in your house. Well, especially if he's eating all your food. Yeah, <laughs> he's not cleaning. You know the house. Yeah. yeah, there's a difference between living with somebody and mm-hmm. living, you know, in harmony with somebody. Keeping, yeah. keeping, keeping yourself. Yeah, I mean, if you want on those, people's good sides. Yeah, you know? you know, it can be hard sometimes. Believe me, sometimes it's hard to like because you're, you, especially when you're living with someone that like it's a lot of drama. So it's kind of hard. But even even if you are like just get out just get out like just yeah. travel like do something on your own then you might realize you might find something you like it doesn't have to be financially it could be something that gets you spiritually or emotionally right. you know what i'm saying like i go out four or five nights a week part of it is because i love what i do yeah another little part of it is because i want to get away from people exactly i want to be around people who don't think like me exactly i like to be around people get a little you know get some stuff stirring disagree with me a little bit it's good to be around people like that. And that's the, that's the problem today. Like, uh, they want someone that can think exactly like them when there's not yeah. another you. There's no such thing. No. There's no such thing. You're going to no. have some conflict because how are you going to grow if you're not going to have that one person that thinks the opposite of you? You grow Opposites like, uh, like opposite. Exactly. A yeah. lot of, that's the best relationship because if you get a relationship 
with people that are exactly like you. You're just going to be, yes, yes, I kill yes, them. Yes, yeah, you, you, you want to kill If you. I had somebody that would always want to work out with me the way I work out, I'd want to kill them. Because you might as well like date, to do date my the own mirror. Thing. You just might date, you might as well date the mirror. Because yeah. that's, what you, that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Then you learn what they like, and then you might like, oh my god, there's yeah. this different perspective. Yeah, a different perspective instead of like your own thinking and think like you, your own dreams. Yeah, you know. I mean, I understand like people have different dreams, different futures, different thinking. But if you have that all the freaking time, I would go bananas. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like hanging around people who are different from me. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a limit, of course. There's a limit. I'm not gonna hang around with someone that does like cocaine or something. Right. You know, there's a there's Some a limit. in the back of Denny's. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's a limit. That's my boy. <laughs> there's a limit when you should cut the line or someone that's like uh, doing crime or whatnot, and you want to hang around them because it gets you in trouble. Mm-hmm. It's just, like I was talking about the other day, like. It's a good thing to make bad choices, but be smart about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Be smart because you because their problems mm. becomes yours. Yeah. And sometimes you can't rid away from that. Right. It's like a stain. You can't get it off. That's why you know? I like what I do because I really don't have a boss with the music and with the comedy. If you always have a boss, like at your nine to five mm-hmm. main gig, you're never going to disagree with them because you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you. Nah. So you're stuck being a yes always man. saying, yep. Yeah. Okay, sure, but with this stuff, with the uh, you know, I have I have that freedom. Exactly, it's great. You'd be happy just being yourself, and that's true happiness. Yeah, because you're making yourself happy by being yourself. Except the way somebody thinks, just because they pay me. Exactly, that's the problem. Like people want to just like follow. That's that's we're even taught that in the school system. Yeah. We're taught to just listen to the teacher, do what we're told, go to college, do what we're told. Yeah, and then we could do the same cycle. Yeah. Even, even at least the people being in relationships where they, they want to be told what they submit. What yeah. about you taking a stand? You know, not a lot of people think that way. What about that one person that can't handle school? What about they, they what if they think differently? Like they're artists. Yeah. No one wants to help that one person. So they drop out mm-hmm. because, and they get into bad things because no one wants to help that one person that thinks mm-hmm. outside of the, academically. Not a lot of people think with the left brain. Some people think with the right brain, you know. Like even in school, we're not even taught. We're not even taught anymore. We're taught to, uh, how to take the test. What is that thing? Um, SAT. That and um, that thing now that um, you have to pass that test to go to high school now. Uh, Between like ninth and tenth grade. Yeah. Uh, 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 Keystone. That, yeah. Thank Keystone you. Keystone. Exam. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. They only teach you. They teach you how to pass that test in order to go to high school. Don't learn anything. Yeah, and I mean it's good because it makes you teach people study and get in their books, but they're not learning anything. They're mm. just learning how to pass a test, mm. and then how are they going to handle college? Mm. You know, or even getting out of college. No, not a lot of people know how to do loans. Not a lot of people know how to do, make payments. No, not a lot of people know how to handle house. Handle write a house. check. Yeah, exactly. Now you know we have like these phones now. Like we just do everything through PayPal. Yeah, click a button. No one people know how to balance a check. Yeah. You know? I went to the tax office today. I went to go pay uh, you know, one of those school taxes. Mm. I didn't know they didn't take debit cards. My parents know that. <laughs> People around me know that. I don't know that. Why are these stupid millennials? Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine the next generation. Like, there's even oh. a new way now. Like, I kid you not, like, Apple is making this way where, like, you can pay through just looking at something. Oh, just man. Just looking at it. You lose so just much looking. texture. Yeah. Like, I miss, like, being able to just be, like, here. But That's why I like cards. I like yeah. handing out cards in my gigs and stuff yeah. like that because it just gets you, gets that texture of conversation. You yeah, know. being able to feel it instead of like just handling it digitally, you know. Like even like cursive, like they even took that out of the school system. No, I can barely 
I can barely do that. I love cursive. I feel like an idiot. I can't even print. <laughs> I, I do cursive. I can't yeah. print. Like I remember when I was in high school, the teacher got on me because I, I didn't write in print. I wrote, I wrote only in cursive. I can't write in print. I do cursive. Hmm. So they got on me saying, you have to type your shit because they couldn't read it. And I was like, <laughs> but I was taught this in third grade. Yeah. <laughs> right. I took that away from you. Yeah. Like it's, it's more, I don't know. It seems more aesthetically pleasing when you just write something like, you feel more loose and free where instead of like feeling so constricted writing a letter in print i don't know that's mm -hmm. just how i view it it has its benefits and disadvantages you know yeah. with writing especially for comedy writing you get a lot more thoughts out quicker with typing yeah so it's helpful true. in that respect but writing yeah it's a little slower you might have thought of a punchline sooner if you could type faster yeah you got the you words down closer it, yeah or you can just do a uh, voice record you know you can voice record Yeah, talk. dictation, stuff like that. Yeah. That's what I do in my walks. I either do dictation or I jot down some ideas in the beginning of the day and then in the evening, make those bigger, see what sticks, try to see right. if there's something there. Yeah, the writing, it has it has benefits. Yeah. You, know, you work that muscle, that writing muscle of just going freehand. Because stuff comes out of freehand that might not come out of typing. Yeah, that's true. Because you're trying to use different amount of words to get to the point physically with writing than typing typing you know you got the the autocorrect and yeah all that going on too you have to think more when you're writing yeah that's true dot the i cross the t period as opposed to tick, 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 tick. that's true done that's true yeah i just i i think there's benefits and disadvantages to both i with comedy it's a mixture of writing listening and then doing of course so Right. Those three things together really kind of help build your jokes and shave off edges that don't need to be there. Yeah, listening, just writing, both digital and on paper. Yeah, and then, um, there's a good place yeah. to learn to, know, you know, just use them both, you know, that's how I look at it. You know, me being like a graphic designer, like I learned like to sketch yeah. first and then take it from the sketch to the computer. You know, I like being able to yeah. do it first. And then you hit everything from different angles. It's like you're throwing a jab and then a hook and then mm -hmm. a, you know an uppercut, and you're finding yeah. out what's what's gonna stick. It's really right. nice. That's how I learn. But I could be I could be wrong. Some people might just do listening or just go freestyle. They might write down the topic. Like I know guys that they'll write down the topic. They don't have material written down, but they'll write down the topic and they'll just do it on stage. They look at the notebook. They go, okay, talking about Walmart or whatever, mm -hmm. and then they'll just go on about that. Just totally improv it. Some people are way more funnier like that. Like I'm not political. I don't do political comedy. Oh, heck I do no. kind of more observational experience. Yeah. Because I just don't. I don't have that grasp on it. It's not my. That's something you can relate my, with. You not know? the sharpest tool in the tool belt. <laughs> and plus, you can get into a lot of people. You can get into a lot of problems when you get into politics. Yeah. Like when you, you, when you joke about it, yeah. especially in this area. Yeah. If you were to down Donald Trump. Yeah, you're done. So or many stickers evil. on the back of cars when you're just <laughs> driving through town. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm just surprised he won, but I'm I'm really I thought honestly yeah. when he when he was in the election I thought it was a joke on Facebook. Yeah, me too. I thought it was like a joke. Like nah. I remember the day he won and that morning I was just on the treadmill at I was in college I yeah. went to the gym in the morning I'm on the treadmill and it was the day after the election he won I'm just thinking. <laughs> This isn't happening. <laughs> this isn't really happening. And the same look was on every, like the guy beside me, he just looked, he looked just, just like me, like total awe, just total shocker, just not, yeah. not couldn't believe that this mm -hmm. was going down. And 
I kind of looked at him and just said, here we go. Yeah, I remember like, the day before, like it was like a football game. Like Everyone was staring at the states and whatnot, seeing who was winning. It looked like Hillary was winning. winning. Mm-hmm. Well, basically, she did, but then Donald Trump won the... It's a popularity uh, contest. Yeah. 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 <laughs> As, especially what he's doing. Like It's so segregated. Anything he does anymore, it's like so, such segregation. Yeah. It's like ridiculous. But what's your story though? Like, so what got you into all this? I started playing piano when I was about eight years old. My grandmother played uh, at church. Grew up playing organ. She sang in the choir. So it was always around growing up. I played with it for a little bit. Then my parents got me onto you know cheap Walmart keyboard, and then eventually got me onto a nice Yamaha. Um, by the time I was 13, 14, and I always just kept playing. I had one lesson. I had one lesson from a teacher. He taught me where C was at, and that was it. Everything else I taught myself. Yeah, yeah. and the piano went to uh, to other things. You know, I got that guitar when I was 16. Started playing with that. So once I knew how my brain worked and taking information and learning things, just apply the same thing to uh, another topic concept, and I uh, did that. I've always done that. I still do that. Even with like now, the comedy is pretty fresh. It didn't start till last October. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those things that I said, you know, I might not have the chance to do when I get older or the time. Right now, I'm pretty independent. I'm not very committed. I don't have kids. I don't have family. Yeah. Um, so if there's any time to start something like that, now would be it. You know, I think people assume they're gonna have time later. No, I don't. I don't. No, I don't. I, I want to always think that mm-hmm. when you're a kid, you have all the time in the world. But as you get older, yeah. and get responsibilities. It's like it's best to know. But yeah. it's never too late. You can always you, people want to complain. Oh, I can't do it. I've got some order. No, just, just yeah. do it. You know? Yeah. In the training, uh, like personal training, I did with my degree through school and got hired at Nate Fitness in Latrobe. And now I work there mm-hmm. with clients and stuff. We have a normal group of clients. We're actually having a members benefit this Saturday. So mm-hmm. it's nice. You see people that help out. You see a lot of people that come in the gym and just want to get better. You have a lot of people there for different reasons. We do group classes. We do one-on-ones. We mm-hmm. do kids. We do sports performance based on, you know, if you're playing volleyball or something like that, you want to get better vertical jump. You want to get quicker. Different. If you want to work on a specific parameter of fitness, we do do that. And I have my own philosophy. Every trainer does with strength, mm-hmm. with endurance, all that stuff. But, yeah, I went to school for athletic training um, and that was basically my main focus and I took a minor in dance so I was always kind of in the fitness and how the body moved and why it moves how, how we can make it better so help people like that's great that's and that's how I've been and I treat myself the same way I almost treat myself like I'm one of my clients you know I take care yeah. I try to take care of myself eat right pretty clean I don't I don't get fancy with food I just stick with the basics yeah. you know not all food labels just whole stuff farmers markets and all these that's, that's the only places i shop i don't go hardly go out to eat unless it's my birthday or something like that and i just stick stick to so there's some staples there like certain foods i have just staples i stick to and mm-hmm. those help me do all the things i'm doing because at the core you need to have good minerals good vitamins stuff that keeps the circuitry inside your brain just at its optimal level, working the way it should, keeps you in a better mood. Yeah. And when you do physical stuff that's stressful, you can handle mental stuff, I feel, a lot better. 
mm-hmm. than somebody else. Like after I go to yoga and I'm in traffic, I'm not as mad if I haven't moved in a couple of days mm-hmm. and stuck working on songs, sitting down, stuff like that. So I think you need that just to handle other stuff. It has like this ripple effect to your, to the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy training. I really enjoy people that are doing things to get better. But I go between those things, and um, some days I might feel like doing more in one than the other. But I try to get at least a couple sessions of everything during the week, a little bit of everything. Right. I'm, it's fun. I love and writing and, and making my own material and thinking of new things to do with people. It's a lot, but um, it's, it's really it's what I like to do. If I, had, yeah. like, I, never, I don't do anything I don't like to do besides you know, the occasional meetings. Mm-hmm. employee meetings and stuff like that yeah but you know some things at work there's some things with family there's always nothing's gonna nothing's ever perfect so right. I bounce around between those three and it's really fun right that's how I got started though I would I would say yeah my grandmother right just got me into music I was very fortunate I grew up in parents in a house where parents my parents stuck together there wasn't any hardships nobody got there wasn't a divorce I had family always supported me through school. A lot of people don't get that. A lot of people just grow up in single parent households. They get they get dealt a, sh- a real bad hand from the get go. I was fortunate. I don't consider everything I do me, me, me all the time. I think back to when we had that old piano in my grandma's house. If that wasn't there, or if my parents didn't buy me that keyboard, or if they didn't take me to music to lessons, stuff like that, never would have got started. So now it's just maintaining and making it better yeah it all started with just being fortunate just yeah, yeah. luck you know luck somebody told me i heard this once luck is when hard work meets opportunity and that's why i always work because you never know when somebody's gonna ask you to do a gig give you work that's true You're prepared kind of got lucky Bless. but it wasn't all just luck gotta give it up well speaking of music on would you like to do a performance like yeah man i got an original tune i got my own I did at Scooby's on Sunday. <laughs> I go a lot of open mics during the week too, just right. working on new stuff. That's why I test it out. Uh, this is an original tune. Well, we're gonna do this live. We're gonna switch on over in three, two, one. This is one of my original songs. It's called "Find a Better Way." Oh, my. 
appreciate you being on here man it's been a good day oh yeah yeah Pleasure, yeah man thank yeah, you yeah. all right man i'll see you yeah all right man he has a lot going on for himself but like they say staying busy is one of the keys to happiness so funny story though <laughs> so we were like doing the shoot right and then all of a sudden we heard a snap and we were both like oh crap and no rhyme tenant by the way but anyways so to make a long story short the whole video was trash, but we kept the awesome audio though. So if you're watching this on YouTube, that's why you mainly see just the, well, that's why you only see the audio because the video was trash. But mistakes happen. There's no point in getting mad about it. You call it a mistake, I call it lesson learned. Now I know to keep an extra battery with me. I even ordered two more extra batteries off of Amazon for my Nikon just in case one battery was to die. I'll have a backup and a backup. Man, I'm doing a lot of rhymes today. I'm going off track. Make sure to follow Lucas on his Instagram at Luke Welts, L-U-K-E-W-E-L-T-Z on Instagram and his Facebook. Cheer him on. We all need a motivation just like he was doing for us in the podcast. Man, I'm so, I'm so pumped up after that podcast. Well, the interview. Like, I can go for a jog right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tone it down a bit. Okay, calm down. Don't forget, though, you can follow me, too, on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook to get some hilarious behind-the-scenes footage of what's going on before the interviews, or even after, and some fun adventures, too, under Ambria Creations, A-M-B-R-I-E-K, Creations, you'll find it, and also some motivational videos as well. Every once in a while, when I want to take a break, I, I always have to think of my mind, and I use that thought to give it to you all because I believe that everyone needs a little bit of motivation every once in a while. Well, not even every once in a while, every single day to push yourself forward because we all have goals, but we can't do it alone. Like we were talking about in the interview, 
we all need that second hand a voice that tells us you can do it you can do it as long as you have people to hype you up then you'll get hyped and want to push even more forward to achieve your dreams and have an adventure there's nothing wrong with living life people there's nothing wrong with living life and achieving and fighting for your dreams or what you believe you are meant to do if you believe in something that you are meant to do go for it don't live in regret don't let it go don't let anybody tell you you can't do it you can do it but the only one that can do it is you like I said, I'd like to leave a little bit of motivation before I sign off. But I thank you all so much for the support and for listening. It makes it it makes me feel so good doing this podcast. This is why I do this, because hearing people who are living this type of lifestyle, they deserve to be heard too. And it gets their voice out there. And that's all I want to do. That's why I did this podcast and this brand. The podcast for the voice to be heard, the apparel for them to wear it, to no longer hide it. With the apparel, they don't even have to speak it anymore. They can just wear it and say it without saying one single word. But anyways, I'm just rambling off right now. I'm just so passionate about this. Thank you again for listening. And remember, be unique.